What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. This is Fantasy Football Today. Big show today. Fantasy Cops return. Football's almost back. It is Happy Football Eve, Dave. I know you're psyched. I am very psyched. I can't wait for this game tomorrow. Uh, see the champions crush the Cowboys and force Dak Prescott to throw quite a bit in the second half. Turn Zeke into uh, a guy that everyone says, why did you tell me to take him in round one? He wasn't that good. <laughs> and uh, Heath, you know, I don't mean to start the season off on a negative note, but if Dave thinks that the Bucks are going to crush the Cowboys, well, then we're going to have some lousy primetime games, okay? what we deserve? I'm sorry, we deserve better than Bears-Rams on Sunday and Ravens-Raiders. The Raiders don't deserve a Monday night home game to start in week one every year they get it every freaking year we deserve better than this heath who can i speak to? i don't yeah i i um i don't share dave's sentiment that this is going to be an uncompetitive game and i don't have any reason to believe that the other games will be uncompetitive as well all all year long we are going to see great teams play down to the level of their competition we're going to see bad teams have good games there's no reason at all to think that any of these games are going to be blowouts week one. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, that... not even te- the Texans. They're playing Jacksonville. Yeah. I think they, they might even win. Yeah, I think they might win too. But that's not a primetime game. Primetime game. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, well, I know uh, we, on our draftathon, RJ White likes uh, likes the Texans in that game, at least with the spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, more on that in a little bit. Well, actually, no, we're not going to talk. I don't think we're going to talk about that game. More on other more important things in a little bit. Here are some some quick questions to start the show. Uh, where are you ranking Saquon Barkley for week one? Uh, I'll start with you, Dave. Where are you ranking Saquon Barkley? What we know right now, it seems like he's likely to play, but might be on a snap count. It's only Wednesday. But if you have to make a decision, say Ronald Jones or Fournette or Giovanni Bernard, obviously you're starting Zeke over him. But where are you ranking Saquon Barkley? I've got him 18th in PPR. I'm nervous about how much work he'll actually get. I think the matchup is going to be difficult. I'm concerned about the offensive line popping open lanes for him. There's just there, there's too much in play that makes me nervous to trust Saquon like he's a number one running back. We're going to get to that point sooner than later, but it's not going to be week one, and I don't think it's going to be week two, short week against Washington. So have number two running back expectations. 
Yeah, it's it's tough to start too many of the Thursday night backs because we have questions about Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard's workload as well. Saquon Barkley sure. might might lead in touches amongst that group. So he he's RB20 for me. I, I've really struggled with Saquon versus some other backs like Josh Jacobs, like Daryl Henderson, like Miles Sanders, like that that class of backs. But I would start Raheem Mostert over Saquon Barkley this week. I would start Mike Davis over Saquon Barkley this week. I, it, it There's people, you might be benching Saquon Barkley. Yeah. All right. Uh, which players will make or break your fantasy teams? Which players will make or break your fantasy teams? Heath, get the spreadsheet uh, out. Well, like, obviously, DeAndre Swift and Joe Mixon, I think, are the running backs. Um, A.J. Brown and Tyler Lockett are the wide receivers, Mark Andrews. And, uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are the two quarterbacks I drafted the most of. I don't think they're going to break my fantasy team. They may not make your fantasy team either, you know, because we just expect them to be great. Yeah, they, they, they might only score 25 or 26 fantasy points a game. Well, like for me, I, I have Tom Brady um, as my most rostered player, but I'm, I can't say he's going to make my teams, but he could certainly break it. Right. If yeah, he, I don't if know. He doesn't I've got do Brady well. as QB three this week. I think there's a sneaky chance that he could just break all of the records because of how good his passing receivers are, and he might make your team. Like he might be Aaron Rodgers from last he year. Might, he might be. I'll be. I'll take that. Dave, who's going to make or break your fantasy teams? I've got Jonathan Taylor and Jerry Judy on a bunch of teams. They're in my lineups a lot. So <laughs> if Taylor and the Colts get off to a slow start because they're not in sync, and Seattle's defense is what they think it is in Seattle, they think their defense is really going to be great this year then I'm going to have a major problem. We know that Giants defense is underrated. We've talked about it before. If they if they can get to Teddy Bridgewater and bracket Jerry Judy, uh, I'm probably going to go 0-1 in a bunch of leagues. Oh, all right. I was going season long here. I didn't know. You, that's fine. Take the week one approach. I like Listen, that. Listen, I got them in a lot of leagues, and I'm going to start them for several weeks to begin the year unless they get hurt. So if they don't get off to a, a hot start, uh, I'm in trouble with those guys. Yeah, they might. I mean, they might against the Giants. You know, the Giants were fifth best against receivers, something like that last. Not quite that good. They were good against receivers, though. Uh, which player, now that the drafting is done, uh, maybe not, it's Wednesday, which player do you wish you had more shares of? Hmm. No regrets. <laughs> Miles, I, I wish I had Miles Sanders. I don't know if I have Miles Sanders. Why? I just think he's really good, and I think he's going to surprise people and and be and play more like a third round pick than a fifth round pick. I don't think he's going to, and I like him. Uh, I wish I had more of him. I don't think I have any. I have one David Montgomery team. That's a dynasty league. Uh, I can't say I have a huge regret. I'm not sure. Oh, CD Lamb. I, I, think I never I have... ended up with Lamb. I don't think. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. I I think I have Travis Kelsey on one team. Didn't get Kelsey on very many teams. Yeah, I have Mahomes on one big team that I've got. I took him in round five. There was a draft that I was in, a 14-team league, <laughs> and I took Mahomes as the first QB off the board in round five. So that's the only league I have Mahomes in. And I I love watching Derrick Henry play. I always tend to gravitate toward those big guys at running back. So I, I wish I had more of Derrick Henry because I'm going to watch him anyway. I, yeah, I think mine is uh, my two are Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf. Um, I was taking AJ Brown ahead of them and full PPR. I was taking Keenan Allen ahead of them. And so I didn't get very much DK Metcalf or Justin Jefferson. And that could make me sad at some point this year. All right, Heath, let's accept the trade offer that I sent you last night. All right. What do you think? 
It's a I good trade. It. It's a good I'm trade. I'm just not sure. Hold on, let me pull up the trade chart. Let's see how good this trade nah, is. It's a 2QB uh, league, so it's not really. League. It's okay. It, it handles a 2QB league now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. So he has offered me Josh Jacobs and Jameis Winston. Jake, is this PPR or non-PPR? Yeah. PPR? PPR. Yeah. Jacobs has the same value either way because he doesn't catch the Full ball. Full PPR. Jacobs and Winston. Got it. For Chris Carson. 2QB. Are you ready for this? Dead even hey! on the trade chart. Dead even. They're both both sides are worth 23 points on the trade chart. I don't think That's it why. was an Azer trade. No, not sure. at all. No. Um, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure how much more I value Jameis Winston than Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. But you I've only have two with. quarterbacks. The the bigger, and I don't like I I have Josh Jacobs on four teams. I have Chris Carson on three teams. So I don't really I don't really want to have five Josh Jacobs teams and two Chris Carson teams. But but is that I, really? I, I'm, I'm considering sorry. it. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Keith, well. is that is that a reason to not accept a trade because you you'll be too oversaturated on one player across all of your leagues? Like what if what if what if the trade offer was one that you really liked? But you'd still have a lot of Josh Jacobs on your team. Um, if I'd really like it, then it would be a different story. I'm, I'm very like you just said, said. It's a dead even trade on the trade chart. I don't mm-hmm. particularly like it or dislike it. Great. But if it, were, right if it were a no brainer, you would take it. Oh, I would take it in a heartbeat. Yes. And you would deal with having too much Jacobs. G- give Give me another Patrick Mahomes or DeAndre Swift or Joe Mixon share. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Listen. You know what's a no brainer? The Pick 6 Podcast, if you want just straight NFL talk, Pick 6 is so funny, so fun, and so frequent. They have a ton of episodes. So Pick 6 Podcast is your top audio destination for comprehensive coverage of the 2021 season. Join host Will Brinson, who and make fun of him for never setting his lineup in the Fantasy Baseball League and going 3-31 and 31 or something like that. We played doubleheaders. Uh, something crazy. Uh, join Will Brinson and company for extensive game previews and all the picks you need. Yeah, a lot of picks. Uh, good, Great show. Love the show. Recaps immediately after Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football games. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are found. All right, let's do our news and notes. We already talked about Saquon Barkley. Unlikely to have a full workload in week one facing the very talented front seven of the Denver Broncos. Uh, I mentioned this, I think, on the live stream last night. But if you are trying to learn about matchups for this week, maybe you guys have some resources that you want to share as well. But Sharp Football Analytics ranks position groups. So they rank front sevens. They rank secondaries. And if you're like, hmm, well, does this my guy have a good matchup this week? You don't necessarily want to just look at fantasy points allowed from the previous season. Uh, But I just found that to be a useful tool. So just going through kind of some of my research for week one, just wanted to was throw there, that out was there. Was there one position group that you were surprised by their ranking? Well, the only problem I had with the front seven was it seemed a little pass rush heavy and not necessarily against the run. So it, I guess the, the Giants were not uh, rated very high on the uh, front seven? No, not really. They were like 20th <laughs> or something. Um, the Ravens were the number one secondary and who was the number two? I think the Bills were rated as having the second best secondary. Interesting and that they were that high. Yeah, they oh, were. I, do you know where the Bills were rated for their front seven? Uh, I actually think I have the list up right now. Yes, I do. Bills were 17th in their front seven. Uh, wow. This okay. was done on August 9th. Some things have changed. There have been some injuries. 
But uh, you know, look if uh, if Gregory if if Gregory Russo and and Boogie Basham are good, it's going to change things quite a bit. They were rounds one and two picks for the Bills, um, so they were seventeenth in their front seven. The top five front sevens are the Bucks, the Steelers, the Niners, the Football Team, and the Rams. Uh, but good good read there mm. from Sharp Football Analytic, uh, Sharp, Sharp Football Analysis, Sharp Football Analysis. I'm sorry. Yeah. Dot com. Okay, anyway, uh, CEH and Daryl Williams are expected to play this week against Cleveland. Chris mentioned yesterday, that was a high-pitched, Chris mentioned yesterday on the stream, the YouTube stream, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, that Odell Beckham could be limited to start the season. Did you guys see this? Odell Beckham's been limited since he left the Giants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, like, like, not worth starting, not worth using because he might play 25% 25% of the snaps or something in week one. I, I'll look for it on The Athletic. I don't know if you guys saw that. I I just, like, one of the adjustments I had to make, I tried to make before this show in case we were going to talk about them, to my rankings, they generally just start off solely projections. And when they were solely projections, Odell Beckham was not in my top 48 wide receivers, and so I just pushed him into the top 48 so I didn't have to hear the high-pitched Adam, Odell Beckham's not even in your top 48 receivers. Um, but I don't want to start Odell Beckham in week one. Uh, okay. I think he's no better than a flex in week one. But All right, all right. I'm going to try to read this article now about Odell Beckham here. Um, but I don't know. I, I, didn't, I was unaware of this. Odell Beckham's okay. OBJ's status for Week One. I was unaware of this. He's going to not play a lot thing, but I'll I'll look into it right now. Seattle left tackle Dwayne Brown is going to play. They gave him a new contract. That is good news. Baltimore signed Mark Andrews four years, fifty six million dollars, thirty seven point six million dollars guaranteed. That is good news for Mark Andrews. Meanwhile, two big running back items here: Justice Hill out for the season. The Ravens signed Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Tyson Williams, as of yesterday, was fifty percent rostered. What is the impact, Heath, of Le'Veon Bell going to the Ravens? And I, I am still. I tweeted last night that I already deleted three Le'Veon Bell tweets, and I was just going to sleep on it. And I slept on it, and I don't feel any more clarity. I don't. I said this yesterday on FFT. I don't think current Le'Veon Bell is any better than current Justice Hill, and but his name is certainly much different. And if his name, it and involves makes the Ravens give him the number two running back touches, then I would guess Le'Veon Bell is going to average like four and a half yards a carry because he's playing for the Ravens now. Um, it's it's riskier for Tyson Williams, but if I had to bet, I would still bet that Tyson Williams has more touches than Le'Veon Bell this year. Okay. Dave, let's talk about Latavius Murray. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, we have a We have a buy or sell real quick. Buy or sell from Michael. Tyson Williams finishing with more points than Le'Veon Bell in PPR. Buy or sell? Buy. I'll buy it. I, Williams needs to be on rosters. Le'Veon does not. All right. So Deep, just, deeper just, rosters Le'Veon can be on. Would you rather have Tony Jones or Tyson Williams? Tony Jones. Tony Jones, yeah. Okay. Tony Jones needs to be on rosters. as, And he's available in 66% of CBS Sports Leagues. Yeah. Saints released yeah. Latavius Murray. Chris Godwin limited with a quad injury. We're going to have to keep an eye on this. We're previewing this game later, but uh, Godwin propped up on the injury report. And and I th- I think I saw, I was trying to find the actual tweet, but uh, Greg Allman had tweeted last night that we're probably going to have to wait. Maybe it was yesterday. Probably going to have to wait until Thursday night to know for sure what Godwin's status is. I actually adjusted it. I've got right now Antonio Brown listed as the number two wide receiver for the Bucks this week. 
Someone mm. asked me, would you start Amari Cooper or Antonio Brown? And I said Antonio. I said Amari Cooper. But if Chris Godwin's out, does that become Antonio Brown? Uh, right now, I don't have Godwin out. I just have him limited. So I would still start Cooper. If Godwin was out, I would probably have both Evans and Brown ahead of Cooper. Yes. Didn't Bruce Arians say something about how Antonio Brown looks like he did four or five years ago? Yes, he did. In camp? Uh, no, I think, he, yeah, yeah. I thought he said five or six, but you're right, four or five years ago. He's running four out of speed. Or five or six four or, or five, seven, yeah. you know, pick pick a number. Those years were similar. He looked similar four to seven years ago. He looked, yeah. Yeah, uh, buy or sell from Alien Smithy. Antonio Brown will be the top Bucks receiver this season. I'm selling. Sell, but it's much, much closer than their ADP ever represented. Sure. Brandon Ayuk is practicing. Don't know about his workload at this point. How are you guys ranking Brandon Ayuk at Detroit? I was excited about him, and I had him as a high-end flex before there was serious concern about him possibly missing the game. And so, like, if you're weighing Ayuk versus Antonio Brown and we don't get clear news on Ayuk today before the game on Thursday, then uh, I, I think you've got to go with Brown. Number three wide receiver, like him more in non-PPR than full. Do you like Debo more than Ayuk this week? Not currently. Never. No, but I mean, I just don't know that Ayuk's getting his full snap share. That's all. I mean, I, I think we'll have a better to, idea by Friday. You'd love to start him at Detroit. Yeah, we'll have a better idea. Uh, Houston named Tyrod Taylor. It's starting quarterback. No surprise there. Uh, Sony Michelle on track to play this week. This is what Ron Rivera said about Curtis Samuel. Quote, it's more about conditioning. Are you going to get 20 to 25 really good plays out of him? 20 to 25? I think I'm going to sit Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I wasn't going to start him if he was playing 50 plays, so I'm definitely not okay. starting at 20, 20, 25. Well, he might get 50 plays, but 30 of them might absolutely suck, and 20 of them might be really good plays. That's Curtis Samuel we're talking about. San Francisco signed cornerback Josh Norman for some depth. New Orleans signed cornerback Desmond Trufant. Cincinnati cornerback Trey Waynes missed all of last year, and now he's out week one with a hamstring injury. He's supposed to be a starting corner for them. Yep. And this is a revenge game for him against Minnesota, uh, but he will not play in it. It does uh, it does great things for the matchup for Cousins and his receivers. Uh, I think they should be on the DFS radar for this week. And Jamison Crowder may be able to play in week one. Has not been ruled out yet. By the way, for Cousins, something we should, you should keep in mind, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the case. Jacob Gibbs will confirm for me. He crushes man coverage. So I do not know what the Bengals will be playing, but if he faces a team that's heavy man coverage, Kirk Cousins, I don't know why people play man coverage against him. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I can text, tell you what they did last year. I'll text Jacob Gibbs to make sure that's true, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Mm-hmm. He just owns man coverage, Kirk Cousins. The Bengals played the 11th most man coverage, according to PFF, last year. You think Gibbs is asleep right now? It's 7.30 his time. No, I doubt it. Um, So when you see 11th most, Mm -hmm. wouldn't that... That's like they were about average. Sure. I mean, it's uh, they played more than a third of the snaps in man coverage. That's probably the better way to put it. But that means that they do dabble in it a lot more than most teams do. All right, let's do some buy or sell, all from the listeners. Here we go. From Spud Falcon. Buy or sell, Michael Carter runs away with the Jets' starting running back job before week four. 
and runs for a thousand yards this season. I think it's more likely that Michael Carter is inactive week one than that this happens. <laughs> I think both could happen. I would buy both of those statements that he's inactive and they don't use him in week thousand one. And yards then by week rushing? four, then then by week four, he's the the main guy. I just I I can't believe that Tevin Coleman's going to get a lot of playing time ahead of him. And that Ty Johnson is going to play ahead of him through week four. Cream rises to the top. He, he's the best running back. I'm just going to say this. And my, I, maybe Michael Carter is cream. But Michael Carter is a day three running back who was a committee back in college. And he just had a month competing against Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Michael P. Ryan. And he's currently listed behind all of them. And by the way, look at this graphic here. Uh, this is an old Jacob Gibbs tweet. Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins passer rating 142.5 versus man defense is 21 points above second place. So, yeah, Kirk Cousins crushes man defense. Uh, yeah, that's from last year. But thank you, Shraggy B. Now, hopefully we didn't wake up Jacob for nothing. I don't know. I can't see Michael Carter rushing for 1,000 yards. That He would have to average 58 yards per game rushing. Uh, I can't see him breaking a thousand yards. It is a little weird how he's fallen to third on the depth chart. He was never, he's never been anywhere. He's fourth actually. Fourth, right. Sorry. Fourth. Well, remember he got, Hey, Michael Carter got first team reps. That was way at the beginning of training. Camp. That was, that was when training camp started. Yeah. So yeah, maybe he's not ready. I don't know. All right. From Caleb, Caleb had a lot of good ones. So I put two Caleb buyer cells in here. Jarek McKinnon has more receptions than Clyde edwards Elair this season. Oh, I don't want to buy that. <laughs> I don't want to either. I don't want to buy it. It's like buying dental insurance. I don't know if it will be McKinnon is my only problem, but I do project Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon combined to have more receptions than Clyde. I hope it doesn't I won't happen. buy it. Okay. Clyde has more. Confidence in Clyde. <laughs> well, if that one comes true, it won't be good. If this one comes true, we're going to have a problem here. From Caleb again. Buy or sell, Pat Fryermuth finishes the season with more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts. <laughs> nah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> I, I'm not buying it, but it would be super-duper super fun. <laughs> I would be very happy if it did happen. From Brent- I think everybody's kind of over overvaluing those two touchdowns that Fryermuth had against the Lions playing with Roethlisberger. I don't think that's a sign that he's going to be their best red zone target. I think that was Roethlisberger making great plays and Fryermuth just being right place, right time. I'm going to go. I'm going to say Heath is in a fantasy sense, rooting against Kyle Pitts. No, I root for chaos generally when it doesn't (laughs) impact me. And I didn't really, I drafted Kyle Pitts once. So I just pretty much always root for chaos outside of my own interests. And it would be, It'd be really fun if Pat Fryermuth was the best rookie tight end this year. That would be fun. <laughs> it would be. All right. Brendo says, buyer, buy or sell, AJ Green can get back to his old self. Didn't we see his old self last year? I believe that. He's an old Bye. self, all right. I think he bounces back, but there's no way he's bouncing back to his old self. The question is, will he bounce back to fantasy relevance? AJ Green. I don't I see I would it. sell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from Luis, buy or sell, Rondell Moore will be second in targets on the Cardinals this season. Hmm. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it. He had a hard time staying healthy at Purdue. He's got some serious competition from both Green and Chase Edmonds. He could be close, but I don't think he'll be second. 
I don't know who I would project to be. Like I, I'm sure. Didn't I, you? Don't I did project. Project. <laughs> I, I have no idea who I projected to be second on the Cardinals, which makes me kind of want to buy it. Uh, <laughs> well, we can you look? targets. Yeah. I I, th- I think it's going to be Adam. Really wh- who do you think Heath said? He He's said AJ Green. Green. I'm going to say Heath said Rondo. I have um, AJ Green at 89, Christian Kirk and Rondale both at 83. Okay. Where do you have Chase Edmonds? 77. I'll okay. take that. All right. All right. From Tristan, buy or sell. Trey Lance does not take over as a full time quarterback unless Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured. Well, the only other way it happens is if Kyle Shanahan gets impatient and doesn't like what Garoppolo is doing on the field. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to say it's going to take an injury. And unfortunately, if Garoppolo is playing less because Trey Lance is playing more each game, there's less of a chance of injury for Garoppolo. Yeah, well, I think if we both buy that, if you both buy that, that Trey Lance doesn't take over unless there's an injury to Jimmy Garoppolo, then people have to... Obviously, we could be wrong about this, but you have to wonder how long you're going to really sit there and stash Trey Lance. Uh, all right, King Hassan says, buy or sell. There will be at least two teams with three wide receivers in the top 24. No, I don't think so. At the end of the year, points per game or points? Total, Total points. points. Total points. I think if there's if one of those teams with three receivers, everybody stays healthy, that could happen. But not two? One oh, or two, two teams? Two teams. Two teams. No, I don't buy that. One will, but not two. Who's the most likely? Bucks, Cowboys, Bengals, Steelers. Am I forgetting anyone? Who's the most likely? <laughs> I'm going to say Bengals. I will say Bucks and Steelers a little bit behind the Bucks. I the, and the key is that you can't like it'd be really helpful if they were all like 21 through 24. It's going to be difficult if one of the receivers is top 12. From Juan, Justin Herbert will outscore Russ, Dak, and Rodgers in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Sell. I will sell. From Drew, buy or sell, Dak Prescott will immediately begin producing the same elite numbers we saw last season pre-injury. I hope so. But no. He threw way too much last year to, to expect that to happen but again. I, I, He's averaged 330 yards per game since Kellen Moore became the offensive coordinator. I'm just saying specifically the last year. Uh, He can't do that, but he could do. Well, yeah, he was on pace. He was throwing for 420 yards a game. No, he can't do that. Right, right, right. But he could do what he did in 2019. Uh, The combination of the two. Oh, you think he could be even better than 2019? For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it just needs a, a higher touchdown rate. A little bit of an outlier. Would be nice. Uh, let's see. From Frank Sirio, buy or sell Trey Sermon as a top 20 running back this year? Sell. I think Trey Sermon will have weeks where he's a top 20 running back for sure, but not for the whole year. Right. All right, everybody. Buy or sell. We, as a society, pay way too much for our mobile service. Cell phones. Yes. Buy it. It's a fact, and it's annoying. We don't have to take it anymore. I want to tell you about Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service for, get ready for this, $15 a month. Incredible. Learn more right now about Mint Mobile at mintmobile.com slash FFT. 
That is mintmobile.com slash FFT. Okay, how could this be possible? 15 bucks a month. Well, they don't have any stores. This is an entirely wireless service here. Uh, it, they cut out the retail stores and pass the savings down to the customer. So now you want to know, is the service good? Yes, it is. I'm now using Mint Mobile. The service is excellent. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Do you need to change your phone? Do you need to change your number? Who wants to do that? Well, you don't have to. You don't have to with Mint Mobile. You keep your phone. You keep your contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Just it's so easy to do. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. I mean, this is how it works. You don't have all the, all the expenses of having stores. It's online only. They pass the savings down to you. It's incredible. Try uh, to get their new wireless plan for 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash FFT. That is mintmobile.com slash FFT. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash FFT. Dave, it is time Adam. for our Thursday night preview. No, 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 no. Dallas at Tampa Bay. All right. Tampa Bay. I, I mean, like, what, what are we doing here? Who are we sitting? I don't think you can feel great about Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette or Giovanni Bernard. The game script will probably suggest that the Bucks will run the football a decent amount. I think there's a good chance of that unless Dallas builds a lead and keeps it competitive and the Bucks have to throw in the second half. And it's not like it's a, 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 a bad matchup, but I think the Cowboys could be a little bit better against the run than they were last year just by having Micah Parsons at linebacker. I would, I would be very hesitant to start Ronald Jones uh, outside of DFS where you're just trying to catch a little lightning. We don't know how much work he's going to get. We think he's going to start. We think he's going to be the, the lead back for Tampa Bay. But you, I, I, honestly, I think they're going to go with the hot hand deal where you'll see Jones for a series, Fournette for a series. Maybe that happens again the first half, and then whoever is doing better is who gets the ball in the second half. No guarantee that it's going to be Ronald Jones. I Yeah, I would – Gio is my favorite running back in PPR on the Bucs. Um, I'm not starting Michael Gallup. I don't really want to start any of the tight ends. I would consider Gronk and non-PPR – I'm really excited to see O.J. Howard because Brady was talking him up again yesterday. I think there's a chance O.J. Howard could be the best tight end in this game and the best tight end in the Bucks this season. But Gronk would be my favorite to start. and um, I, We'll have to see what information we get on Chris Godwin. I, I mean, I want to give this stat, but I just don't think it's relevant. But in terms of the tight ends, the Bucs weren't very, were not very good again. The Bucs really didn't have a good pass defense last year. It was weird. They've got such a great pass rush. They have good cornerbacks. At least I think they do. Uh, they, I guess they didn't really play all that well last year. So they Tyreek Hill didn't think so. Tyreek Hill did not think so. <laughs> um, and the tight ends, I mean, they were 21st against tight ends. Six of the last, not even counting the, Travis Kelsey, who had eight for 82 against the Bucks, which wasn't even great. The next eight games, six tight ends had 70 yards or a touchdown against Tampa Bay. Irv Smith, Hayden Hurst twice, Logan Thomas, Robert Tunyon, and then Kelsey again in the Super Bowl. So they struggled against tight ends, but I don't think anyone can sit here and tell you to start Blake Jarwin or Dalton Schultz. I, I have Blake Jarwin 12th in PPR, right. um, but there is the concern is that Dalton Schultz is too involved and there's too much sharing going on, just like with Gronk and O.J. Howard. Yeah. But I think Jarwin is by far the better downfield option, and 
I'm really encouraged by the fact I know death charts don't really mean that much, but I'm really encouraged by the fact that he came from where he was at the beginning of training camp to the fact that he was listed as the starter for week one. So I, I do think Jarwin's the best tight end and in full PPR, he's the one I have highest ranked in this game. Okay. And the thing is, you know, when you look at last year, there aren't too many teams that return their entire starting defensive unit, but the Bucks are one of them. They're going to be down a starting safety in this game. But I think, you know, you could look at the personnel hasn't changed. They return all 22 starters. So maybe there are some parallels that you can draw there or, or you know, maybe some lessons you can learn. Cowboys, on the other hand, have a very different defense. They have a new defensive coordinator. Dak Prescott and Tom Brady are no-brainers, right? Yes, they are no-brainers. Yeah. I would start Brady over Dak, but yes, same. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott legitimately has a very, very difficult matchup. Uh, Tampa no. Bay has now allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs two straight years. When they had stud defensive tackle Vita Vea in the lineup for five games last year, they gave up 2.5 yards per carry to running backs. Alvin Kamara had 12 carries for 16 yards. Christian McCaffrey had 18 carries for 59 yards. Uh, now, they both have big games because they scored and they caught passes. But uh, my question is, my long-winded question, is there anyone that you're starting over? Is, it, can you, is there a scenario where you're sitting Ezekiel Elliott? It's hard Not to me. find one in PPR. Um, yeah, I don't think there's one in PPR that I would that I would consider. In non-PPR, I, I do have Gus Edwards higher. I do think Gus Edwards can have a slightly better game. Yeah, Odds are, if you have both of them, you're starting both of them. And then in terms of Cooper, like we we know that Cooper sometimes struggles with tough defensive back matchups. Is that a consideration in this game? No, no. All right, so just just start the guys you start the guys you drafted to be starters in this in this particular matchup here. Watch the news on Godwin. Watch the news on Godwin. Antonio Brown. Assuming Chris Godwin plays, Antonio Brown is where in your wide receiver rankings? Wide receiver three. You said Godwin? No, no, Antonio no, Brown. Brown. He's Brown's what? a wide receiver three. Oh, he's a wide receiver three. Okay. I was like, wide receiver three? That seems pretty high. Not the number three. And that's pretty much it for this game. No, 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 no. Hey, you guys want to give me your NFL picks? Divisions? Yeah. For what? The For this game? Or no, divisions and whatnot. The season, Dave. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> all right, let's go at AFC East. Hold on, I got to make... Schrager, you're going to have to... I'm going to lose all this information, so you're going to have to... Have <laughs> I guess I can write it down. Let's all right. see. Who can I make mad this year with my picks? <laughs> um, all right. Let's start with the AFC East. Bills. Yes, the Bills. Mm. Just say the Bills. Give me a break. I'll say Bills. AFC North. Ravens. Cleveland Browns. Okay, I've given this zero thought. Uh, I'll go Baltimore, too. I'm just going to say whatever he says. Thanks. AFC South. Titans. Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee, yeah. AFC West. Yeah. Right. Chiefs. Chiefs. Cross, cross the board. Wild card teams. Well, the first one will be Baltimore. The second one will be New England, and the third one will be Denver. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with New England and the Chargers, mm -hmm. and 
the Colts. Boy, it's really wide open, huh? For the wild card, there's probably going to be two spots that are wide open. All right, I'm going to give Cleveland and Pittsburgh. We have three AFC North teams in there. I almost did that in the West. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and... The Patriots. I'm going with the Patriots over the Dolphins. Mm, we're going to get killed for not putting the Texans in there. We're going to get, nobody has the Dolphins in the playoffs. It's, we're going to get killed for not having the Texans in there. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, the NFC East. The NFC East. Cowboys. Washington. Okay, here we go. Here's the big upset pick. The NFC East winner will be... Oh, no, no, you're not going to say... No. The He's Phil- already done it on Twitter. You the, st- stick with I it. I changed it. The Philadelphia Eagles are winning the NFC East. Wow. They have, I thought you were going to go full homer. They have by far the easiest schedule. Because there are now... This is actually kind of interesting. There are now three with the 18-game season, with the set with the 17-game season, 18 weeks. There are now three extra games. You know, every team in the division plays the same schedule except three extra games. The team that finished in first place plays three first place teams from last year. The Eagles get three last place teams from last year. They get mm-hmm. they get the the Jets. Like Washington has to play the Bills as their extra game. The Eagles get the Jets. I think they get the Lions and I think the Niners or something like who finished last in the NFC. They West? get the, the Lions, Niners and Jets. Yeah. So the Eagles Washington have a big gets edge the there. Packers, Seahawks, and Bills. Yeah, but I mean that's that's potentially a three-game swing <laughs> between the Washington and Philadelphia. So yeah, it's, I know it's crazy. Except but I think the Jets and the 49ers could actually be oh, fairly competitive. Oh, the Niners. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles aren't going to beat the Niners, so that's a two-game swing. The Jets suck. Uh, NFC North. They'll probably lose a lot of games. NFC North. Who we got? Packers. I'll take the Vikings. Ooh. Ooh. All right. You want to talk about easier schedules? Yeah, probably. Where did Green Bay finish? Where did Minnesota finish? Yeah, yeah. Uh, NFC South. Tampa Bay. Wait, Adam, you didn't give an NFC North pick. Uh, Green Bay. Uh, Yeah, I'll go with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay all around. NFC West. Tough one. Tough one. This is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Rams. I, I. I. I agree with you, Adam. I think this is tough. I think you can make the case for any of those four teams. Yeah. I will ride with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. All right, Seattle Rams, and I'm going to go San Francisco. All right. We okay. Three wild cards Ooh. here. Three wild cards. Definitely the Seahawks and 49ers. I'm doing Dave first here in my list. So oh, Dave, sorry. Sorry. okay, first. go. Dave, no, go I got to think about it. So the Packers will be a wild card team. The Rams will be a wild card team. And let me see. Hmm. <laughs> uh, th- this is tough because, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not sure if there's another really good team. Well, the 49ers like, get the last place schedule. Just pick them. No, I don't want to just pick them. All right, Heath, you're on the clock. I don't know. I got to think about this. Dave lost his pick. Rams, 49ers, and... Pretty um, sure you picked the Rams to win the division. Okay, then Seahawks, 49ers, (laughs) and Vikings. Yeah, I like the Vikings, too. All right, my wild card teams will be the Rams, the Seahawks, and... Yeah, I guess the Saints are... Do I really have the Saints missing the playoffs? They always make the playoffs. Yeah, Minnesota with the improved defense. I'm going to go with Minnesota. 
Did you guys not put Washington in the playoffs? I did not. Wow. Yeah, I'm changing my Minnesota to Washington. All right. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, crap, man. I don't. I don't really have a good feel for who that third wild card team will be. Eagles, Dave. Put me down for the Carolina Panthers. That's serious. I can't believe. Yeah, I I can't believe I'm saying that because okay. it's Sam Darnold. Maybe PJ Walker will take over. All right. All right, Ben, you got it all recorded? All good to go? Just send it over to you. Excellent. Aren't we supposed to pick other things? Oh, yeah, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Pick Super Bowl. Panthers! <laughs> no. Uh, I will pick the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Over who? Tampa Bay. Heath? Chiefs over Tampa Bay. Ooh, rematch. Revenge rematch. rematch. I'm going Bucks over... Yeah, rematch. Bucks over Chiefs again. Again? Yeah, I know. Boring. Oh. Chiefs over Packers. Let's go. Chiefs over Packers. All right. No, that's what I almost said. Yeah, it was close to that one. I would love to see it. Love to see it. You know what else I love? I love the fantasy cops. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're laying down the law in, our, in your fantasy football leagues. Fantasy cops right after this on Fantasy Football Today. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Welcome back. Yeah. Here we go. All right. First from Brian from the Diamond City. If you have any league disputes, send in your emails. Put Fantasy Cops in the subject. It has to say Fantasy Cops because that's what I do. I do an inbox search for Fantasy Cops. So put it in the subject line. Fantasy Football at CBSI.com. All right. Sorry. I'm in a league that was 10 teams with two flex spots. This year, we added two more teams. So now it's 12-team league. The commissioner then asked if we should keep two flexes or go to one because we added teams. A lot of managers didn't have an input one way or the other, so it was changed to one flex. We had our draft, and no one said anything during the draft. A day or two after the draft, a few managers started throwing a fit because they thought it was, and they still want it to be, two flexes. In the same group message, they proceeded to take a vote if we should have two flexes or, or one. There were about seven votes total. The commish and a manager are now going to delete the league and input the draft manually since they can't add more positions once the draft has occurred. So I guess they're going back to two flexes. I don't want to give my input on what side I'm on, but what is your opinion? Should it go back to two or should it be one? It was changed to one and then people started flipping out and now they're going back to two. I mean, the commish has to be fired. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like it's your job to establish order and reason within the league, and you have quite clearly failed. So step one, find a new commissioner. Uh, step two, you can't, you can't, like if you're going to change the rule back to two flexes, then you have to do the draft over. Uh, oh yeah, like draft new teams. So yeah, you guys can decide that if you want to, but you got to do the draft over. You can't change the rules after the draft. I think it's one flex this year, next year, two flexes. Everybody knows it's going to happen. Keep it moving. This is from Tim. My commissioner wanted to change our keeper league to a dynasty league. We could keep three players going into this year's draft. So we did that, and then we drafted. Then after the fact, we found out that our platform won't allow us to convert to dynasty. We can make it a 34 keeper league. Yes, we have 34 roster spots. But we'd have to not keep at least a few players in order to have a rookie draft next year. And we'd have to force teams to keep their players. To me, that isn't dynasty. Should we, A, make it a 34-keeper league, force teams to keep 30 players? B, make it a normal keeper league? C, make a new dynasty league and give each team their same roster? Or D, something else? Why do you have to force people to keep 30 keepers if it's a 34-keeper league? And what's the difference between a 34-keeper league and a dynasty league? Well, they have to keep only 30 so they can have roster spots for a rookie draft. That's what he said. Right, but we, we need that in our dynasty league. You know how you create those roster spots? You cut players you that you don't want on your just team like they do in the NFL. Yeah, we, I, right, we cut I, players in our dynasty league every year. Yeah. And seems very half of the league probably has an illegal roster right now. Because <laughs> our commission needs to be fired. <laughs> I would love it. Please, please, I'm begging you. Should we make it where the, the last place team is the new commissioner? Uh, I, I don't even care. What Whoever do we, I, wants to be the new commissioner. What do you want to well, tell you're Tim? Good at it, Heath. You're good at being the commissioner. What do you want to tell Tim? Um, yeah, why don't you make a dynasty league and give each team the same roster? Problem solved. Yeah, like it. Oh, that's not. Oh, that was from Tim. This is from another Tim. I'm the commissioner. Two Tims. What are the odds? I know. I'm the commissioner of a Tim, fantasy league Tim. on a different website. We post keepers on a message board over two weeks before an online draft. When inserting one player's keeper, I mistakenly inserted Josh Allen from Jacksonville instead of Josh Allen from Buffalo. I recognized this about 15 minutes before the draft, and I tried to change it, but the app would not allow me to change any keepers and locked all players. Uh, after searching through the settings, there was no option to stop or pause the draft. Therefore, the only option available was to notify everyone in the chat to not draft Josh Allen of Buffalo. Everything else was proper and remained unchanged including the corresponding round the original team was supposed to keep Josh Allen in. I notified the league via live chat not to draft Josh Allen or he would have to be removed. But of course, one team, not an auto pick, drafted Josh Allen in the third round. I resent the message asking him why he did that and that Allen would have to be removed. No response. I emailed him, no one has his number, telling him that Josh Allen would be removed and he should pick up another quarterback. No response. I sent an additional message via the direct message on the app. No response. After the draft, of course, I had to transfer Josh Allen over to the proper manager. The guy who drafted him claims he's being punished and it isn't fair. He states that he was drafting on his phone, so he didn't see the live chat and he didn't see any of the other messages on time. Other drafters on their phone did see the messages. Additionally, all keepers were posted over two weeks before the draft so everyone could plan accordingly. He was aware Josh Allen was being kept and he drafted him anyway. Um, what a so, weasel. Yes. Anyway, he was drafting fourth, so he was ninth in waiver wire priority. 
I moved him up to first for compensation. Outside of that, I don't know what else I can do. He said that's not enough, and he wants me to give him who I picked in the third round to compensate. (laughs) (laughs) Any suggestions? This is the worst. He's you other should, than kicking him out of the league. Like, what should we do here, guys? First of all, you should kick him out of the league <laughs> if, if he's going to act like this. And you don't even have his phone number for crying out loud. Yeah, not like, even a friend. Some, but right. <laughs> do you even know this person's real name? It's probably not Tim. It's Jay so Allen. I, uh, I, think, I think you've got to do what you got to do as commissioner. Put Josh Allen on the right team. And you know what you should really do is put Josh Allen from Jacksonville in Josh Allen's place on the offending manager's team. He's got Josh Allen in Jacksonville. He doesn't get any compensation. He didn't follow the rules. He didn't pay attention. These are the types of deadbeat fantasy managers that make me angry, but I want to play with them anyway because they're easy money in my leagues. He should get to stay this year. And if you don't have his phone number and you don't have a way to contact him next year, then you boot his ass out. He's out. I'm tired of people like this, man. If you're going to play fantasy, play fantasy. Be into it. This is annoying. And uh, I, I can't believe how mad I, I am. I love it. And I agree with everything Dave said. There should be some sort of self-imposed sanctions on the commissioner because had you just done your job the correct way, this wouldn't have happened. It was an honest mistake. A, yep. it, was, it, it was an honest mistake. I don't think he purposely made <laughs> This is the consequence. <laughs> there the are consequence no consequences you here. You have to deal with this whole mess. No. Right. I know. The, the there shouldn't be an additional offense. consequence. This, on guy, that. this guy lied. This guy lied. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He could have seen everybody. Other everybody saw the chat. In this situation, I have no reason to ascribe honesty to one party and not to the other. Well, Tim, who emailed, said for him to for him to say that he didn't know Josh Allen was was not being kept or was being kept is misleading. And everybody else who drafted on their phone saw the messages. So I just don't believe this guy. I think he I think he pulled a fast one on them, or he tried anyway. And just, you know, be better, Tim. Yeah. All right. Here's one from. Do you guys remember? <laughs> do you remember last week we read one of uh, the two fantasy managers sort of colluding to draft all the running backs and hurt the other teams? Yes. Okay. Which well. was also dumb AF. Okay. Here we go. Ready? This is from Kyle. Uh, please read this letter on the air because I'm very sure that the fantasy cops question from August 31st was my league mate. Dear Chase from a city more than a mile high, which is Evergreen, Colorado, elevation 7,220 feet. Next time you want to write into a podcast that you know, I, your commissioner, also listens to, please use a fake name and a less obvious location when asking about, <laughs> when asking about how to pull off borderline collusion. Unlike David Heath, who think you should be kicked out of the league for conspiring to try and draft all the running backs with your plethora of early round picks, I don't care. Why? Because you will squander them all anyway. I'm glad I've gotten in your head enough that you have resorted to this. I won last year without a first round pick, and I'll win again this year without a first, third, fifth, or seventh round pick. I'm going for the three-peat, so have fun overdrafting dead zone running backs to, quote, stick it to me. While I make savvy moves to crush your soul. Fantasy football is bleeping back, baby. I can't wait to share this with the league on draft day. First of all, I don't think this has ever happened in the history of our podcast where we had a second person from the league write in after they recognized somebody else from their league. It definitely hasn't happened with the fantasy cops. Didn't happen with fantasy regulators. It's happened before. It it has happened. happened. But you're not on every show, so I wouldn't expect you to know that. But... It it has happened maybe in the last once. year. Mm, pro- probably not. 
No, okay. it's very rare, Dave. It's very rare and very okay, awesome. Okay. Very awesome. <laughs> but it, it's, it's hilarious. Heath, it's I'm going to kick you out of the podcast. Don't laugh at Dave. <laughs> I'm not the one that's crushing his soul right here. Like right after he just said it's never happened before. Now you're wrong. <laughs> what well, has happened? It's, it's, yeah. But it's, it's never happened before. Listen, I, how many you're shows have we done over 11 years right now? Yeah, yeah, no, okay. it, it's very this, rare. This is the type cool. of person that I want to play my fantasy leagues with. Someone yeah. who's excited about playing fantasy. And I love that he listens. Thank you for listening and that you recognized your league mate. Um, yeah, busted. Yeah. All right. And now we go to our Apple. Po- Thank you, by the way, for the fantasy cop questions. Good stuff. Uh, Apple podcast questions. Thank you for the five star reviews. These are always great. Uh, we on our mailbag show that we read on Friday that airs on Saturday. We read a lot of Apple podcast questions. So if you want, you can get some start sit questions going in Apple podcast. Leave us a nice five star review, though. Let everybody know what they're missing. If they're not listening to the show, let everyone know why you like fantasy football today uh, and try to get them in early because they sometimes they take a little while to populate from wake up 23. Who's the best flex option in PPR? Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, Brandon Cooks. Chase Edmonds or Corey Davis? Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, Cooks, Edmonds, or Corey Davis? I'm quickly rifling through my rankings to make sure that I, I think I have Henderson. Henderson. I think it's Corey Davis. For me, it's Henderson. I want to say something about Corey Davis. I'm a little, I'm a little worried that uh, we're going to get a big reality check on Corey. Yeah. You, you can't just sit there and look at one guy and throw to him every time once the regular season starts and defenses are Nobody's actually scheming. Like, we're not expecting that. We haven't ranked as a top 12 wide receiver if we were. I, we've basically, I think, just got him ranked like what he, he is what he was last year. Well, but uh, eh, I don't know. But why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you take Cooks? I know he's not going to be what he was last year, but he's got Jacksonville. Yeah, he's the only good option on the team. I don't know. Yeah. I actually think Corey Davis could be heading into a challenging matchup. I like the cornerbacks. For yeah. Carolina and the pass rush for Carolina. That's why I picked them to be the last wildcard team. I, I have Henderson, Corey Davis, and Brandon Cooks within like two tenths of a fantasy point. So, okay. Okay. So, uh, what's the answer? So, Heath says Corey Davis very, I'm very slightly. Dave? I'll Henderson. take Henderson. Henderson. Okay. Henderson. Uh, from Sam P. Dear Marty, Jonah, Wendy, and Charlotte. Heath, when's it coming back? I don't know, but I can't wait. I think is it November? I am not sure. He, Dave, are you in on things coming back in November? Are you in on Ozark? Billions. What's that? Dave, you in on Ozark? No. Tremendous. I want to talk about watching it. Late 2021. All right. All right. Uh choose my week one flex, half PPR. Juju, Rojo, Callaway, and Gage. Juju, Rojo, Callaway, and Gage. Juju. I will take Juju Smith Schuster. Aren't you really high on Callaway, Heath? I, I'm really... I've got him and Juju very, very similar. Uh, both of them a lot better in PPR than non-PPR, but I like Juju over Callaway. Juju's right. going to be open for those short targets against Buffalo, and the way that Buffalo's defense tends to play, they, they don't want to give up the big play. So lots of zone, lots of underneath throws to Juju. He'll have a good game. As a commissioner, I don't know who this is from, someone in my league spent 90... Ninety of a hundred of their fab budget, ninety out of a hundred of their fab budget on Jared Cook and Tyrell Williams. Should I consider giving his fab back if he did not understand how fab works, or have him accept the consequences? I don't mind giving back, but I don't want the league to get mad. It, is this the first year your league has ever done fab? 
did you explain to them what it means before you made the change? Like that's the that's the question. Yeah. But probably not. Probably so. Probably he's stuck with it. <laughs> that is you can be bad. nice and give him back like 10 of his fab if you really, really feel sorry for him. But otherwise, I, it's a big N to the O. I wouldn't mind like if you're gonna, but I do think if you give him $90 of his fab back, he loses Jared Cook and Tyrell Williams. Of course. Oh, darn. No, please. <laughs> and now your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Do you think maybe he meant to spend nine instead of 90? No, know. because he did it twice. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? All right, Nick from a NorCal town where Charles Swartz is from. Must be Truckee. Okay. Half PPR, who has the highest floor and who has the most upside this week? Chase Claypool or Jalen Waddle? I think it's Claypool for both. I think Claypool is the correct answer. Mike from Midlothian, Illinois. You know, he, oh, all right. He's a longtime listener. And every Midlothian, I just, what is that place like, Dave? It seems so strange to me. It's a weird name. It's one of many um, hardworking Chicagoland suburbs. Okay. From, uh, he says, hey. Good uh, people. A Good thread, people. Albert, Father Bioka, I don't know. And I thought, <laughs> this is from The Last Kingdom on Netflix. I'm just not even going there. Uh, 12-team half PPR league with two flex spots. <laughs> Who should I start from this group? Pick two half PPR. Juju, Deontay, Jamison Crowder, Daryl Henderson, Cole Komet, and J.D. McKissick. Grab your yellow towel. You're starting two Steelers. Yeah, I was, half PPR, I might have Henderson over Juju. I was just trying to look. Um, that That would be very, very close. But definitely Deontay. And let's go with uh, let's go with Henderson. Yeah, I, I, for for what it's worth, I'm, it's probably not worth much. But the Steelers' passing game was horrible against the Bills last year, so a little risky to start both of them. Noah in the capital of California, Sacramento. Yes, home of Carmichael Dave. <laughs> hey, Derek, Rich, Jamarcus, and Carson. Raiders, quarterbacks. 10-team full PPR. Please choose two. Russell Gage, Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, Raheem Mostert, Jamar Chase, Amonra St. Brown, and Jonu Smith. I'm going to eliminate Gage, St. Brown, and Smith, so let me read it again. Pick two. Edmonds, Damian Harris, Mostert, and Jamar Chase. Mostert and Edmonds. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to lean that way too. And you have no Most issue. It's got to be one of them. With me eliminating Gage, St. Brown, and Smith, right? We're not yeah. starting. I, I, I might, I might put Harris in there. I might put, I know he's not going to catch the ball. All right. Last emails from Adrian. Adrian's in a Go 10 Adrian. team. Yeah. 10 team half PPR league. He has Nick Chubb. He also has Kareem Hunt. And he has Miles Gaskin and Chase Edmonds. Uh, I find myself thinking I should start Chubb and Hunt on a weekly basis. I recalled last season that there were games when both went off since Cleveland runs their offense through the backs. I checked the scoring from last season. Both backs were top 10. 
even though Chubb missed four games. Am I crazy to think they could do this again? Considering week one is at the Chiefs, I figure this is a relatively safe week to deploy my theory given Hunt's involvement in the passing game. Tell me why I shouldn't do this all season long. Start both Browns running backs. There were only five games out of 12 that they were both active for. I believe they were both active for 12, where they both scored at least 13 PPR points. So I would start there as a reason to not start both. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about what happened to Hunt down the stretch. And like we talk about his involvement in the passing game in their playoff game against the Chiefs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined for three catches for six yards. Um, Hunt was actually better in that game because he scored the touchdown. I, I wouldn't start Hunt over Gaskin. I wouldn't hate starting Hunt as a flex. This week, yeah. And maybe going for well, you mean this week or you mean week, yeah. okay? Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not really it's not really maximizing your your upside there. Wouldn't and, you want to do it when the Browns have a great matchup where they should be able to run the ball a ton? Well, this is a pretty good matchup, isn't it? I mean, it's a, it's a ton of points, know. and they're gonna just, you know they're gonna need to score. The thing we you don't know, because I think the Chiefs, generally speaking, will allow you to run the ball between the 20s. It is a pretty mm-hmm. good matchup for yards per carry. Um, but you don't know. Some teams go in thinking, man, if we just run and keep it away from the Chiefs, and that doesn't usually work. That's not right. what the Browns tried to do last year. It's what the Chiefs are inviting you to do. Chiefs have the 18th best front seven, according to sharpfootballanalysis.com. There we go. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. Preview to game. It is uh, officially football season. We will talk to you tomorrow with starter sit for the AFC home games. Uh, have a good one, everybody, and talk to you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.